cellar dwellers well, got the energy, yeah. You can subscribe to our vibe. Cellar dwellers got the energy, yeah. You can subscribe to our vibe. Dweller Talk with the freaker from your speaker, Go Go McSprinkles. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Dweller Talk, the podcast where we chat about Keller Williams and his music. For today's episode, I have the immense pleasure of sharing with you my interview with the one and only Carmony. She helped me a lot getting this podcast set up. She helped me from the very beginning setting everything up. She was in the background for every crazy thing that GoGo was doing. She was the one propping me up and supporting me and keeping me going. So thanks to her, I had the guts to get a podcast going. So we had a really great interview. We were at Swanee again, just like with Amy's episode. We were there for the Resonate Festival, and it was an amazing time. It was really awesome just to get to hang out with Carmen and and her husband, Nate. So he's the next episode. We had a great sit-down interview with him, too. If you're interested in being on the podcast, send me an email at gogomixsprinkles at gmail.com, and we can have a chat. Here's the interview with Carmen, and enjoy. And then Carmen can come sit in my booth. You can be the audience from over there. Okay, so I've got Carmen Nate here with me, and we're going to chat a little bit. All right, Carmen, you ready to get started? Yes. All right, awesome. So... Tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Uh, well, uh, I guess I would start with uh, I'm the Carmen portion of Carmen Nate. Nate has his own office. I have my own office. I have a sewing setup and a jewelry setup. The jewelry setup I am um, severely lacking on getting to. The um, sewing setup is there, and I, I sew and awesome. plants. Um, <laughs> I like plants. Yes, I can um, confirm that there are, in fact, plants everywhere. She's even got containers with balls of moss in them, and she names them. Yeah, yeah, the Marimo Moss Balls, uh, Kate and Betsy. Going through your house is kind of like going to a museum. Every corner of your house has something cool in it. It's really awesome. You should charge admission. (laughs) (laughs) It's our own little free B&B to our friends. Nice. I'll I'll definitely take you up on that a lot. (laughs) You go by Carmen Nate in the Stage It group. Yes. But you guys originally started as Inner Fire, correct? Correct. Yeah, um... So when we started, we weren't really sure what this whole thing was about, right? Mm-hmm. So he started his own entity, his own identity, and he thought that I would be signing up. So he didn't want to take like the Carmenate name, basically, because together we're Carmenate. And then a lot of things, um, the sign-ins and shit, it's just easier to do Carmenate. We're intertwined, like bank everything. Like some people keep it separate. We do not. <laughs> and um, for a lot, I mean, we were named Carmenate in the beginning by one of our friends or, you know, whenever you mash names together, Carmenated Beverage or, you know... <laughs> Whenever you're mad, it's the Carmenator and all this. It was a lot of jokes made about it and everything. It was just a lot of fun. And we have been pretty inseparable since the beginning. So we're Carmenate. Anyhow, so he did Interfire because that's his. So at first it was fine. And then we started with the group and everything. And he was like, well, I want something that, you know, it's both of us, you know. And so we had talked about it and he changed it to Carmenate and one show. And then we kind of mentioned it, I think, in the chat or whatever. Like, hey, we are officially now Carmenate or whatever. (laughs) Big moment. Like, yeah. that's big. When you change your name, it's it's huge. Yeah, well, because I wanted the call-outs. I wanted to hear my name. I didn't want to hear Inner Fire. He, um, I think it's perfect. I love the Carmenade. I've got several sound bites, you know, when he's, you know, Carmenade, Carmenade, or Carmenade, <laughs> you know, just nice. So I've got the sound bites and shit that I use for, for my phone and everything. So it's just neat. But, yeah, that's awesome. how it started. Awesome. Alrighty, so let's paint a picture of what your life was like before the first time you heard Keller's music. I'm assuming you remember that moment. Oh, yeah, 
yeah. Um, oh, good. So, so before uh, that moment, what was your world like? Before uh, Keller, I we would go on the road to see fish anywhere oh. that they were around us. We started uh, doing those shows, uh, those runs back in uh, 99 together. That was the year we first started dating. And so we'd go to like two or three a year. We would go camping and stuff like that all the time out there in Callaway. We would go for like a week or so at a time. You know, I've been to other shows and stuff like that. I've been going to shows since, you know, I was a kid. Nice. Since I was 15 or so. Punk shows. Um, God, so you're going to have to edit a lot. I'm that's, sorry. Nope, that's fine. I don't mind at all. <laughs> I, I do. I really enjoy the editing. So, so you guys were basically just going to see live music whoever you could find yes before nate i had been going to show since i was 15 you know rocky horror picture show as well they had a, a weekend showing every weekend at the silver screen in pensacola florida <laughs> <laughs> i uh would go there with my friend Elvie and other local shows and stuff we didn't really have a lot locally that we could do we would travel for it and everything so that was fun nice road trips yeah so Tell me about the first time you heard Keller's music. Well, set up the picture and tell us the story. So we were at a friend's house, just listening to music, hanging out. And then uh, he came on. It was a uh, Kenny and a Cooler. By the 17th hour, they pulled us up in the bay. And Funky too started digging down under the Clearing a path to the water pump and taking a four hour break. By hour 27, we were all good. And we sailed from Little America. We sailed from Little America. Kenny and Cooler started playing, and then the friends telling us about, hey, this is one dude. Uh, I was like, what? Uh, he said, no, no, listen to this. This is all one dude playing. <laughs> And he just loops things and he kind of stacks it. Uh, he was kind of describing the show and I was super intrigued and I liked the song and everything. I got online and um, this was in 02. Wow. Found that he was going to be playing Bonnaroo because we had already planned to go to Bonnaroo, which was really cool. I think that's probably how it came up, actually. He was like, this guy's going to be at Bonnaroo oh. or something. And then uh, I found out that he was going to be playing in Tallahassee at cow house which has been many different venues <laughs> we went over there uh for our first let me just tell you the story of our first keller road trip okay wanted to go see him before uh bonnaroo because i wanted to see the show and not the festy experience we were in two different vehicles i was driving my truck thumper they were in his car uh tom was in his car which was like a mid-sized sedan we get to the Apalachicola national forest so we were using paper maps to get there and we finally got there i mean it's just pensacola to tally right you know whatever but uh, we had to get off on this back road find a place to camp you know in the woods that was not the case because it was rows of pine trees like lumber we we're like fuck it it's getting late we got to get to the show we got to get the camp set up and everything so we decided to drive down this one fire trail we uh camped right there on the bed of pine straw pulled some aside and made a fire that night and everything after the show it was amazing we had a camcorder like one of those over the shoulder kind of camcorders because <laughs> we were trying to like record our experience you know and then somebody came over was like no recording <laughs> okay fine anyway it was 
a great experience. We had so much fun that night. It was all of us together. We were all in our early 20s. It was just amazing. Nice. Um, and that was our first experience. And then we went back to camp and we had a fire that night. We talked about the show. We were all sweaty and gross <laughs> and got back in the vehicles, got back on the road the next day and went home. Hmm. So after that experience, did you crave it again? Like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and I knew I was going to see him already at Bonnaroo and everything. Oh. And so that was already another trip. Basically, after that, we just kind of uh, used him as a great excuse for a road trip. Nice. Because we've gone all over, like as far west as Austin. That was wow. a great show. Stubbs Barbecue back in like 03, 04. Wow. Like I'm gonna get the duct tape. And then far north is Virginia, the New Year's runs and stuff. How did your life change after COVID hit? We locked down. It was weird. The lockdown was a weird thing for us because we were on vacation. We were going to actually go see Keller that weekend. <laughs> we were doing our second annual Diswani adventure. This was mid-March. We left for our vacation on a Friday. It was Friday the 13th. It was Friday the 13th. <laughs> but the Friday that we left was the day that they announced that the parks were going to be closed on Sunday. The initial plan for the vacation was that we were going to leave on Friday, get there on Saturday, check in to our first reservation we're going to stay there until monday monday we were going to have a backstage experience and all this stuff we try to do a disney trip yearly with the family anyhow so the plan was the three days in the one place and then we would go on monday we would go to animal kingdom lodge and then we would check out on thursday we would wake up at disney on thursday and go to sleep at swanee and have the rest of the weekend here and that's where keller was playing that weekend here for spring reunion we were very excited about that um but hmm, we uh did not go into the parks but at that point we're like well hell we have until the next weekend until the festival so we're just gonna i guess bum around pensacola we'll just turn it into a spontaneous brown sign tour you know we just go and check out brown signs or something so by monday when we left disney like every day the news is coming and it's getting worse news worse news worse news and we're on vacation and we're like eating at restaurants and shit and they did like kind of seat people separately they were already disney was already you know um being proactive about it we were pretty much to ourselves we just kind of stayed in the hotel room we did the people mover thing which is really cool it was new let's see what am I, where am i at um <laughs> had to go back home because we found out the festival was canceled and oh. then it was just oh. oh shit basically by the end of it we're just like making jokes about how we're riding the wave of pestilence across the state you know <laughs> oh um, because like everything's like closing around us the festival was canceled we went home and that's how we started our lockdown oh. and uh we've been at home ever since and we were getting kind of bummed and then we uh found out the stage shows were happening yeah and so that kind of ties into the next area i would like to talk about so how did the stage it shows help you guys during covid Oh, well, it gave us something, some entertainment to look forward to because we are very music oriented people. I am not uh, a musician at all. I am a great audience, though. <laughs> um, that one's from Larry Q. Oh, uh, nice. 
I love to watch music. You know, we go to live shows all the time. We've got vinyl in Pensacola now and everything. And so we're missing out on our life, which was going to shows, hanging out, going to restaurants all the time. You know, it was both of us working, disposable income. Like Nate can pay all the bills with his. And then I just bring the party and then the party <laughs> stop. And it was just, it was a bummer. We had never been this long without a plan or hmm. at least something on the horizon, some sort of trip. Because we always go to Swanee every year. A festival at Swanee uh, every year, at least. So it helped us to have something to look forward to. We would had the setup, and then we started getting our Sono system set up and everything oh. so we could have it throughout the house. Things. So we've really got a nice setup for watching the shows. His old laptop, we made it dedicated for the living room. We call it Lappy. <laughs> and um, it runs the shows and everything. And so we just put it on full screen. <laughs> And we watch in there, and I can stand like right in front of the TV and pretend like I got a rail ride and stuff. Aww, and um, I love that. Or I can sit on the couch. You know, the drinks are much cheaper. Yes, and, yes, indeed. Um, the only thing is the service really sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. <laughs> and we found Discord, and we found this great community. And we had this little project of the book and everything. And that was a lot of fun to work on and everything. It was something to focus on because, like, there was no going anywhere. Like, we were down to, like, going. I would go for groceries once a week. Do you have a different mindset regarding Keller shows in the future moving on after this? Yeah, actually, for sure, because of last night, actually. Um, so the show last night was awesome. I don't like crowds anymore. Mm. I am going to have to not be a rail rider anymore, and that kind of sucks. It's for the younger generation now, you know. Um, yeah, I was getting bumped am, off the rail because this little kid is oh, a little six-year-old boy, little and so I was trying, cute. I was trying to be really nice. I'm like, I don't want to be a bad experience. This is his first time riding the rail, uh -huh. and I kept kind of moving over a little bit, and I kept pushing Amy over, and it was like the kid was getting a little flaily by the end, and I'm like, this is mildly yeah. i tried not to let it get my experience down i tried to stay focused and then the mom goes so who is this guy and i'm like oh god i can't talk yeah. while keller is standing in front of me i'm like please don't ask me to talk right now like don't talk to me while keller's on stage that's like the one go-go law in the world well you gotta see what say it's keller williams <laughs> yes yeah. but i was very excited that he was having his first experience right yeah. there I with keller people having their first keller show and everything i have um met several people at the shows i've built some great friendships from Keller shows. Nice. From just knowing Keller. Like the other couple, we met them out here and it was because of like, I think I was wearing a Keller shirt or something and she was like, nah, he's my man. I was like, what? Oh and boy. So we just started talking and it was fun. Um, So we met them and went to some shows with them down in St. Pete. That's awesome. And that was awesome. And yeah. we met um, our friends Amy and Isaac in line at a Tallahassee show that was wow. so much fun. That was in 09. You know, it was awesome. And then we got in and we had a good time. We exchanged information. So what's your favorite seller moment? I think my favorite seller moment would be the time that Keller called Nate horny pie. <laughs> it was supposed to be honey pie. Carmen wanted to send this one out to her. Sweet horny pie, Nate. Sweet horny pie, Nate. A Carmen... I, I call Nate. I call Nate a variety of names. Um, Horny pie was never one of them before no, this. No, it was honey pie, uh, and I wrote that in the email, and it came out as horny pie, and that's cool. 
I think it's an improvement. It was a good joke. It was funny. We had a great laugh what? about it and everything. Because I mean, I do call him a lot of different things. Like there, and it's a bunch of different pies too: honey pie, sexy pie. Oh, so you um, were kind of there. You were working towards horny. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's just it's funny because Keller did start the horny pie thing. Oh my, like, that's that was, it was honey pie. That was a great <laughs> moment. Oh. We've had some fun with that name. Oh, that's then. good. That was great. Thank you for sharing that. That's a beautiful story. I love story. that he can't read. Uh, he can read. Obviously, he's not illiterate. I love that he can't see. So yeah. He, he fucks up what Emily writes sometimes, and I think it's some of the best shit. Like, oh, I know. Just, it's it great. It's gold. You know, mm -hmm. it's all original. It's all just happening right then in the moment. You feel like you're there with him, you know? Like, yeah. You're laughing at it and everything, and you laugh at, like, when Yogi shows up and, mm -hmm. like, Opal flips out when she sees <gasps> That's Yogi. That's right. I think, I think she's got a crush on him. She probably acts like I do when Keller's on the screen. Probably. I mean, she <laughs> when she sees Yogi, first thing she does is she jumps off the couch and starts barking at him. Aww. And then she runs around because the TV is up on a wall. And then so she goes behind the wall in the other room to make sure that he's not there. Still can't convince her of this. She's like, <laughs> never she, stop dreaming, Opal. Know, never right? stop dreaming. So then she'll come back around and then kind of grab a little low growl you know she's, Ooh, she's tough she's you know playing with and them. then she goes and gets toy i growl at keller too and squeaks so much oh um, because she she's wanting to get his attention and stuff and then she'll get us to like tug and everything she wants to play oh. it's just so cute like You're a um, backup lover <laughs> she's definitely i think she's got a crush on yogi and i feel you girl the cats show up you know she's like Rrr. she's Aww. just hilarious but she'll bark at a picture of herself you know <laughs> It's That's a sweet Opie. great story. Oh, I'm in love with their dogs. I might sneak them on the plane. <laughs> so tell me about the first time you met Keller in person. Okay, uh, first time in person was at Bonnaroo. I believe it was the second. We were going to go up to the stage, see Keller, and we waited by the side and everything. But what we did first is we uh, signed Koozie. So I had this awesome Bonnaroo koozie that we had just bought at Bonnaroo and everything. And we signed it with Sharpie and I had the Sharpie with me and we had bought the Keller merch and all this shit. So we had this new shirt and Nate was wearing it, it was the um, the purple one um, with him in the center. You yes. Know, the blue way back. Mm, I would say um, that's an old one. Keller was so damn nice. He Aww. just Afterwards, he came out uh, on the side of the stage because there were several people waiting, like with us and everything. Because at that show, like if you want to see the artist, you wait by the side of the stage because they're going to come off in this one area. So it's just what you do. Oh, right? I know what to do, honey. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. Um, Sorry. So I couldn't resist. We're waiting by the side of the stage, you know, where he was going to come off at and everything. And oh, that was came... for the fans. They didn't know. Yeah. Yes. All our adoring fans. <laughs> Sorry. So you're waiting by the side of the stage. Waiting by the side of the stage. And he came down and he stood there and talked to people and signed everything and was just a super nice dude. Like, stood there for pictures. Everybody was very respectful. People were just waiting in line. Kind. Of, it wasn't really like a line. It was just like a, you get your turn, like eye contact. And then it's like your turn. And then like we, you know, you don't spend too long. You're just like, oh my God, you're on my side. We sign this. And so he signed Nate's shirt. We got a picture of him. And then somebody held the camera. And this was a disposable 
disposable camera. Um, somebody held it for us and took a picture. Thanks to whoever you are. <laughs> he was just super nice. He was a really cool dude. He was very humble. That's awesome. Um, you know, he thanked us and then we gave him the koozie that we had signed. Aww. And he was, I, I don't know if he remembers it or anything, but he was very grateful and he made us feel like he was very happy to receive it and all this. Aww. So it was just a really cool experience, you know, and what then I was like, great oh. moment. And this was like the second time I'd ever, no, third, fourth, maybe. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, so I had not seen him very much. This was, I'd only been following him for like a year at this point, basically. But yeah, it was a great experience. Certainly sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's just always been a great excuse for a road trip ever since. Like we awesome. use him as a reason. Like if it's within a reasonable distance and it's on a weekend, we'll get the time off. Aww. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Is that the only time you've met Keller? No, there was another time we met him at, it was the kids tour. Oh, so wow. We did the kids thing in Atlanta at the Varsity Theater. We had a great experience there too. And the way it was set up it was like the kids thing in the daytime and then there was like a, a meet and greet and then there was the show afterwards. Oh, wow. So, um, that sounds if awesome. You had the, if you had oh, you the, like, the full ticket thing, you know, oh. you could just do the show or you could just do the kids. Rah, rah, rah. Um, we did, of That's course, really the, cool. full thing, the whole kit and caboodle and we still have our little laminated passes. But so we did that and Amy is an amazing photographer and she took uh, pictures of Keller on stage. So yeah, she had been taking pictures of Keller for a long time and she had some really good ones from some other shows and she printed some out like really nice professional ones, you know. It, he looks like a ghost in it because he's moving really Aww. quickly and everything and we call it the apparition. Nice. And, um, so That's awesome. We framed it, matted and framed in a nice little, you know, classic black frame with white matting. And everything. is it in your house? No, we gave it to him. Oh, okay. And then, um, Sorry. We had him sign um, a few prints that she had also made for us, and uh, so he signed them. And do like, you have I've those at one. your house? Yeah, I've got that. It's in my office. I've got it stuck to the wall with a magnet. Uh, yeah, uh, so that was really cool. We met him then. He was very humble. Awesome. It was kind of a weird, like, you know, it was like a few people at a time and everything. Like, we were a group, so all four of us went up there and talked to him. And we're like, oh my God, you're amazing. Here's this picture we took of you. We imagined it to be so much more cool than it was, or that we were much cooler. Than, <laughs> you know, you get really but, awkward, don't you? Oh my God. It's, and I don't do that. I've met other people, other famous people. It doesn't, but I don't know. It's because I, I hold him to such a high regard. Yes. Like, I get that. Like, it, it does something to you. Yeah. Now I feel creepy and weird. So we're going to move on. Um, so now that you've got the Dweller community, what do you think future shows are going to look like for you? Well, I'm definitely always going to be looking for Dwellers at the shows. And Those little purple shirts. I like that we have the, um, the Discord community that we have. And, you know, we can talk about like, oh, this one's coming up. Is anybody going to this one? Oh, I'm going to this one. So that's fun. And so we can see who might be at them. And, of course, looking for the shirts and maybe some of Pop's tie-dyes. Aw, um, and some, some books. Fun, fun meters from Matt and yep. Terry. You know. And books to sign. Those are, those are the telltale signs of the Dwellers. <laughs> and we'll certainly be looking for those at shows. Um, I don't know that I'll be a ride rail rider anymore but i will still be in the back loving him from a distance saying hi to lou i always talk to lou mm. every time you know what i love lou just because he remembers my face he doesn't remember my name and i don't i don't expect that but he does remember my face and when we're at shows i get eye contact with him when he's setting up or something and i'm like lou you know what i want 
and he knows that I want the set list. After the show, he will usually bring it to me because I'll make sure that I'm like up there looking at him while he's doing it. And he sees me and he does it. He gives it to me, which is, I think it's a really special thing. And um, and It is nice. I understand when he has to give it to other people too. Yep. No no hard feelings at all. I just do. It does make me feel special when he does. Oh, it does. It really um, does. Lou is fucking awesome. He's pretty cool. I always like to say hi to him at a show. And I remember he was at, the, when we saw him, I think this was also at the Varsity, but it was it was the music store tour. Oh my God, that was so much fun. It was at Floyd's Music Store in Tallahassee, and it was the music store show where he had his stage set up like a music store, like guitars <gasps> yes! all hanging up and everything. Yes, yes. I remember that tour. Cash register uh-huh. and like strings and picks that was, and all this stuff. That was the first time. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. So yeah, when he was in Tally for that tour, that's when we met Amy and Isaac. And then we thought that it was a music store oh my god because the place was called fluid's music store so we just thought that that was his stage right um that that was just the stage of the music store and it was like a kitschy kind of thing you know that they're called music store right and he, he was hilarious and he was like trying to sell the guitars from stage he was like do you like this do you like this you know and, and oh hilarious. my god and they all had like price tags hanging from them and stuff totally seemed like a store so then we went to the Atlanta of that one. So we left Amy and Isaac because um, that was, you know, when we met them and everything. And then we went to the uh, the next night and it was in Atlanta. And they, um, w- I was able to text her and tell her it was the sh- it was his setup <laughs> because we saw it was the same setup. Oh, that my God. Because so in Atlanta, he was like, do you like this guitar? One million dollars. And then, oh then he went into Casa Quetal and it was fucking great. That's awesome. What a great memory. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> he is just funny. Um, <laughs> that was a great experience. So what do you get out of Keller's music? Oh, it's uh, it's fun. It's uh, I like to sing along to music. I like something I can sing along with, especially like when I'm driving, for sure. Um, but I can attest to that. I've witnessed this. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but it's how I drive. You know, it's my rolling karaoke box. <laughs> I just get enjoyment out of it. I'm an excellent audience. I don't uh, try to like. I don't play his music or anything. I don't play an instrument or anything. I do sing it, you know, <laughs> to myself and in the crowd. I like in the crowd whenever people, everybody's singing because then, like, you don't hear yourself. Everybody's just singing together. You kind of mix into one sound. Yeah, exactly. You don't hear your sound versus their sound. You hear everyone's sound. Exactly. I like Especially, that. Like, I sing at the top of my lungs. I don't hear myself. Everyone else is singing. At the end of the night, I have no voice, and that's how I know I did it right. Nice. It is. Mm. That's awesome. I love that. That feeling when everyone else is singing along. It's just, it's the best. Alrighty, my dear. I think I've milked you dry of stories. Um, unless you have anything else you'd like to share that you love Man, about color. stories on stories and stories. I've got subscriptions to stories. <laughs> well, we'll um, save those for future episodes. How about yeah. that? <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap this up here, and then we're going to switch it over to Amy. All right. Thank you, Carmen. For today's Random Keller Jam, I found a song that was originally played by the Grateful Dead. Some of you may know this song. It is Looks Like Rain. This version is from 7-17-1999. It happens to be the same show that my favorite song, Lizards, is from. If you want to look up that show, it's called Lizard's House. I don't know who Lizard is, but I'm glad that Keller went to his house and sang some music and somebody recorded it. It's one of my favorite archive shows to listen to. Anyway... 
enjoy. And I'm going to go smoke some pot and go help some hippies clean up an old abandoned prison. Peace, love, and K-Dub. Walk today by your side of the bed. Your covers were still warm where you've been laying. You work hard. I was full of dread. You might not be sleeping here again But it's alright, cause I love you That's not gonna change Running around, make me hurt again and again But I'll still sing your love song Written in the letters of your name Pray the storm don't come For it surely looks like rain And did you ever waken to the sound Of street cats making love Guess that from their cries you were listening to a fight. Well, you know, haste is the last thing they're thinking of. They're only trying to make you up through the night.
right Cause I love you That's not gonna change Running around make me hurt Again and again But I'll still sing you love songs Written in the letters of your name Pray the storm don't come for it surely looks like rain Go away, don't want no more rain 